Well, good evening and welcome back to another Bible Talk. I am your host this evening, Pastor Andrew here at Daltona Alliance Church. And uh, welcome you back to Dr. Brad Stevenson's Bible Talk. We look forward for our time in our time together. And um, I'm excited to be back in this chair as far as being able to do it again for another week. Uh, last week, I started a kind of a mini-series on spiritual rhythms or spiritual disciplines as far as practices in our own personal walk, as far as growing closer with the Lord. And so uh, we're going to be building upon that concept today. And so uh, let's pray first, and then we'll get into God's Word today and hopefully be mutually edified as we seek out truths um, that Christ has for us. Let's pray. Lord, thank you for today. Just thank you for your word. Lord, thank you for the opportunity to be in relationship with you and that you are a God that wants to have a relationship with us, Lord. We pray that um, as we seek your word, that we would grow in Christ, that we would have more of the life of Christ and that you, Jesus, would be glorified. We love you. We thank you for this opportunity. We pray this in Christ's name. Amen. Amen. So last week, if you joined us, I started again a, a little mini-series on spiritual rhythms. That's kind of the latest trendy word for it, spiritual disciplines, uh, different things you do in your own walk with the Lord. And uh, last week, we really did an emphasis on um, prayer, but with a focus on the Lord's Prayer. Praying through the Lord's Prayer with a specific expectation of applying the themes of the prayer to us individually. And we really took the time to dig in deep. Um, this series is kind of a reflection of my own personal uh, walk. And I'm not saying I'm pitching a game of perfect or I've got it all figured out. But, um, you know, as scripture says, we're, as I said last week, um, for <clears throat> those who are shepherds, we should be able to be an example to the flock. And so, my expectation is not that you become me or that you do what I do, but maybe there's some different ideas or some different things that I share that, wow, I've never, maybe it's something you've never thought of or participated in with your walk with the Lord, and it would give you the opportunity to have more of Him. Uh, I remember when I was playing baseball, you know, I played for seven different organizations, and each team <clears throat> inside each organization, there's, there's about seven or eight levels as far as in the minor leagues and then to the big leagues. And each level has their own pitching coach. And the whole organization has like a pitching instructor. And so inside just one, let's use the Los Angeles Dodgers. When I played for the Dodgers, there were roughly around eight to nine pitching coaches in the organization. And that might be actually a little bit of a low number. And so... When you're playing for organization, you have all these different coaches and you get to work with them at different times. They have their own, they have their own, you know, things that they've done, their own things that they kind of focus on, cue off of when they watch you pitch. And so I had to learn the dynamic of being able to listen, try things, but not become married to every bit of suggestion that I got. And what that means is, I had to take the time to try things out to see if it would enhance and make my craft as a pitcher better. But I also didn't become a slave to each suggestion um, where I had to figure it out and perfect it for them. It was a it was feedback to to give me different tools in the tool belt, different ideas that if it stuck and it clicked 
to use it and to go with it. But if it didn't, it's just good to kind of have an idea. And this time together is a little bit like that. I'd like to think that these are all things that stick, but you might have your own iteration as far as how you do it. it might, you might have your own version, but just different thoughts and different ideas. So again, this is really based off of my own um, kind of personal walk as far as my own practice with the Lord. And uh, last week being the initial just prayer time, even this morning, praying through the Lord's Prayer and um, asking God to, you know, I was honoring him in the beginning, asking that his will be done in my life, you know, seeking out his will, asking that Jesus would be my manna, um, asking for forgiveness and, and checking my heart on some things that I'm working through right now. Oh, Lord, is my heart right in this? And then asking for the grace and the power to forgive others. And then finally, for protection from the enemy and from temptation. So again, it's not necessarily that quick, but it's those themes inside the prayer that I was focusing on this morning. So this next um, piece that we're going to focus on today is uh, maybe a little bit more controversial. And it's a little more controversial just because of probably in the last 250 years, theologically, the idea that certain gifts have ceased and that, um, uh, the, you know, it comes out of a, I don't, I don't want to get too technical, but a dispensational background that we're in a time where certain gifts aren't, aren't being used. And so my focus today is going to be in 1 Corinthians 14 and um, with a little bit of some other scriptures here and there that we'll get to. But today I want to speak about the the opportunity to hear the Lord, to receive from the Lord, and to receive a certain word from the Lord. And so um, under maybe the umbrella of what people would call prophecy, um, modern day, uh, current day church prophecy, prophecy has different, again, iterations in scripture. Um, we know that the scripture we have, the canon that we have was all tied to the Old Testament was tied to a prophet, the New Testament to someone who was either directly tied to Christ or someone who had direct contact to someone who was directly tied to Christ. And so there's this authority. In today's version of prophecy, we see a, a, a variation where God speaks to his people for a particular purpose. And that's what we're going to focus on today. So if you have your Bibles, go to 1 Corinthians 14. We're going to be there for a little bit. We're going to bounce around to a couple different places. So I'm going to give you a theological background as far as my own beliefs, as far as why prophecy is um, valid and uh, something to be exercised for today. But then also <clears throat> what that looks like even in a not a prophetic context for others necessarily, but in your own time with the Lord, what it looks like to receive a word from the Lord. So that's kind of our goal today. Um, in 1 Corinthians 14, it says this, verses 1 through 4. Um, <clears throat> Let love be your highest goal. Again, we're just coming out of 1 Corinthians 13, chapter about love. And understand that these chapters, roughly 1 Corinthians 11 through 14, it's all about the church. It's all about the practice of the church, the edification of the church, how the church should interact with one another, with, with chapter 13 and the love for one another being the high point. 
But then we get into um, edifying the church. Again, verse one, let love be your highest goal. <clears throat> but you should also desire the special abilities the Spirit gives, especially the ability to prophesy. For if you have the ability to speak in tongues, you'll be talking only to God. Since people won't be able to understand you, you'll be speaking by the power of the Spirit, but it will all be mysterious. But one who prophesies strengthens others, encourages them, and comforts them. A person who speaks in tongues is strengthened personally, but one who speaks a word of prophecy strengthens the entire church. All right, so we have this mandate, and I don't know if the church approaches it like this, but we have Paul telling us that we should desire the special abilities of the Spirit, and the especially the gift of prophecy. Um, it kind of sounds kind of weird as far as pursuing and asking for certain gifts. I don't know if we do a good job in our current context as far as asking and seeking gifts of the Spirit, but Paul is clearly saying that as the church, we should be seeking the gifts of the Spirit, and there's one gift in particular that we should be seeking, and that is the gift of prophecy. And so <clears throat> there's a reason why prophecy is so important to Paul is because it is for the strengthening of others. You're receiving a word from the Lord to share with other people <clears throat> to strengthen the body of Christ. And so with that in mind, I know prophecy and tongues, these are um, terms that um, sometimes people can kind of guard up against and maybe have your own context. I, I found in my own ministry that I've had people who have come out of a maybe a, a Pentecostal background that's kind of had a now they have a resistance to this terminology just because of bad experiences and a seeking of experience rather than a seeking of the spirit. Um, and then there's others that might be just kind of um, numb, or, and I don't mean ignorant in a bad way, but they've never really thought or explored the idea of seeking certain gifts. Uh, my own, I do believe that people are gifted in certain areas and people receive gifts of the Holy Spirit. But I also believe that that doesn't confine them to what God wants to do through them. I truly believe that God will gift the person for what is needed for the ministry they're involved in. Um, if God calls someone, he will equip them. And so, you know, there's, there's <clears throat> spiritual gift assessments out there. There's different things. I'm a little weary about those. And I'm weary about those because I don't want someone to be closed-minded where something comes up as far as God calling them and in their mind, they're like, well, that's not my gift. These are my gifts, but, 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 but these are my gifts that I do. So God, you need to, you need to conform to my gifts. That's not what the Bible shares. The Bible call, the Bible clearly shows that God calls us, but then he equips and gives us the giftings we need at that time. Whether those giftings are permanent or just for a season, that's not for us to decide or to worry about. It's the fact that we're obedient to what God calls us to do, knowing that he will equip us to complete the work. And so <clears throat> as we focus on the gift of prophecy, here's just some manifestations. In the Old Testament, we see those who are filled by the Holy Spirit receiving a, a gift of prophecy. It was a way to demonstrate that someone was spirit-filled. Even Saul, after... 
um, after the kingdom in God's eyes had been transferred from Saul, King Saul to David, there's a time where he's going to seek the counsel of God's holy people. Um, I think it was of Samuel. And as he gets closer, he and his men start prophesying and they start, um, they start speaking the words of God in a way that the people around them knew that it was different, but that it was spirit filled. And the, New Testament, we see the fulfillment of the prophecy of Joel. Now, there's Old Testament prophecy where we see in the different prophets of a foretelling and a forthtelling, meaning they're prophesying about something that is, is relevant to the people they're speaking to, but there's also a, an iteration of it longer term that's going to be a fulfillment. Um, Isaiah 9, unto us a child is born, unto us a son is given. His name will be Wonderful Counselor. Pastor Brad preached on this a couple of months ago that there was, or a couple of years ago, actually, there's a fulfillment in that at the time. We don't know what that is, but it also has a greater fulfillment in Christ, the complete fulfillment. And so prophecy has a, an initial foretelling, but also a foretelling. Maybe I'm saying it backwards. Foretelling is what's happening now, a foretelling of what's happening in the future, multiple applications to a biblical, like prophet prophecy. But there's also the word of God where the spirit comes upon you and the words of God, the thoughts of God um, are then shown through what is said. And we see in Joel that there is a promise that one day the Holy Spirit would be poured out upon your sons and your daughters and that they would prophesy. And so we see it happening in the New Testament. We see the Spirit coming upon people. We see that the words of God is spoken. Um, if you want to see maybe some biblical version of that type of prophecy as far as what the words are, I think Elizabeth with Mary in Luke is a great example of that. When Mary comes to Elizabeth, when she finds out she will become pregnant, Elizabeth is already pregnant with John the Baptist. And you see this response from Elizabeth that only can become, that's only the words of God as a word of edification and prophecy to Mary. Um, she's prophesying and speaking God's word, Elizabeth is, to Mary as a form of encouragement. We see it also in the temple. We see it with Anna prophesying to Mary. Um, this word of God that comes upon the person to encourage the receiver of the things of God. In Acts, we know um, that Philip had, I think it was five daughters that all prophesied. And so um, this gift is not just a male gift. It's male, female. Um, it's given to both. But knowing that the context is that the person is receiving, the person is receiving a word from God for the edification of someone else. And so one of the concepts I, I would like to encourage you on is that God wants to speak. And we know that his word speaks to us, but the Holy Spirit also wants to speak. In John 16, when Jesus is at the Last Supper with his disciples, he says this really, really powerful line. We should probably turn there just so that we can have a verse. Go to John 16. And go to verse 13 and 14. 
This is Jesus talking about the role of the Holy Spirit. And this is what John, this is what Jesus says in the Gospel of John. When the Spirit of truth comes, talking about the Holy Spirit, he will guide you into all truth. He will not speak on his own, but will tell you what he has heard. He will tell you about the future. He will bring me glory by telling you what he receives from me. So here's, here's I don't have points for you, but here would be my main point of today's Bible talk. Understand that the Holy Spirit, one of the roles of the Holy Spirit is to speak to us what he hears from Jesus. What he hears from Jesus. And so how does this flesh out? How does this become practice? Here's what my encouragement would be. When you are in the quiet place, when you're in the secret place, when you're alone with the Lord, have an expectation, a biblical Christ-centered expectation, asking the Holy Spirit to speak to you the things that God is saying, that Jesus is saying, that the Holy Spirit hears. Jesus is clearly saying that the Spirit will speak to us, his people, the very things he hears from Jesus. And so in my own quiet time, in my own secret place with the Lord, there is a time where I ask, I say, Holy Spirit, would you share with me? Would you speak to me the things that you are hearing from God? Give me a, give me a word, give me a verse. And so I enter into that by faith, not to share a certain experience, not to get proof of a Holy Spirit type of time. I'm literally quoting and expecting God's word to manifest his promises to me in the quiet place. And so in these times of just coming before the Lord saying, God, Holy Spirit, would you just speak right now what you're hearing? And would you give me a word or, or there's a, a quietness that I have to then in my spirit get to, but knowing that the Lord wants to speak. I have found in these times that many times if I'm open-ended where I'm just kind of quiet and just say, God, say something, I don't necessarily hear any sort of response. And when I say hear, uh, in my own, in my own practice, in my own, how to hear that the the voice of the Lord is understanding that He will implant thoughts, and that He will implant His His priorities into my spirit. Romans eight, um, His spirit connects, or um, let me let me turn there because I don't want to miss 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 the correct representation as far as how this is how this is said um go to romans 8 real quick it's around verse 15 i'm looking for it verse 16 for his spirit joins with our spirit to affirm that we are God's children. Later on in the chapter, it says, we don't know what we ought to pray for, but the Spirit intercedes with us with groans that words cannot express, right? Um, 
And the Father knows our hearts and knows what the Spirit is saying, for the Spirit pleads for us believers in, a, in harmony with God's will. And so we have, we have this privilege, this beautiful gift from God that the Spirit is going to connect. He's going to intercede. So in the quiet with the Lord, there is a, Lord, would you speak to me? But there's also more for me. A, I have found that the if I ask the question, and I really feel it's a spirit-led question, like, Lord, is this of you? Lord, am I seeing this right? Lord, would you give me a verse or would you give me a, would you give me a word that's from you to, not, not to test the Lord, but he wants to reveal and prove himself. And when I say prove himself, we see it in the Old Testament. Like he even asks Hezekiah, like, what do you want me to do to like, do you want me to do something to the, the, um, I know it's not a clock or a watch. My, my mind's taking a blank. The, the, the sundial. What do you want me to do to the sundial to show you? And has this guy's like, no, I'm good. He's like, no, no, no. I'm going to show you. We have the fleece with Gideon. And not that we test the Lord, but realize he's not in the business of keeping us in the lurch. And so in this time, asking the question, like, Lord, is there anything in me that's not of you? Lord, am I seeing this right with my spouse? Is, am I off here? Lord, in ministry, is this the right attitude that I should have? And then being quiet and allowing the Holy Spirit, whether it be a word, many times for me, it's a verse. Um, just recently, uh, as I'm in this time, I, I sometimes have worship music in the background and the Lord just turned my mind to the music and he just said, my word is in the music. And in the music at that time, the bridge of the, of the song um, I was asking the Lord, like, would you give me something to revitalize me? Would you give me something to, to encourage my spirit? And he turned me back to the song and the bridge of the song right at that time is, um, he who was and is to come is the one who lives in us, the great I am, Yahweh. And man, when, when you start focusing on that God is in us, and you just came before the Father saying, would you give me some sort of word of encouragement? And he says it's in the lyric. I've had other stories. I could, I could go into other stories as far as asking the Lord for a word and how he takes me to a verse or takes me to a scripture or gives me something outside of scripture that reinforces what scripture says. It's beautiful. And so today's goal and today's theme and today's focus what I would encourage you is, is don't be afraid of asking the Father to speak. Don't be afraid of desiring a word from the Lord. It might be for you. It might be for someone else. And so you can ask the Lord for those things. Let's go to Jesus with the conviction that he is alive and wants to speak to us. We are not on a one-way phone call. We are in an interactive relationship with the God of creation. We just have to learn how to listen, how to ask, and how to believe and receive the fact that he wants to speak to us. And so uh, that's our time for today. I, I really could get it. I would love to preach on this sometimes, uh, sometime in the future. It would be a lot of fun. I know we're uh, looking at working towards doing nights of worship more often. 
And in our nights of worship, having a time where God gives a word to his people to speak through his people. Now, what I really, this is my last little piece and then we'll close it out. We're told in 1 John and other places that we need to test the spirit, that there were people who were prophesying, even in, when we did the churches, we had that so-called prophetess, Jezebel and Thyatira, who was teaching the people something wrong. As the body of Christ, even in time of prayer, I'm discerning what I'm receiving from the spirit as being from the spirit of God. And so we need to be able to test the spirit. And in 1 John, there's clear mandates as far as how to test the spirit. And maybe we'll talk about those things in the future. So I'm not saying we haphazardly open ourselves up and just start doing all sorts of crazy things, just acting as if that's the Holy Spirit. But understand God does, does and God will speak through his spirit. And God will honor a heart of humility and faith that says, God, I need you and want you to speak to me. And so we need to enter into that quiet with an element of not just praying, but also receiving from the Lord what he wants to share with us. It's through his word, but it's also spoken through his spirit. Do not forget the promise of John 16. The Holy Spirit will speak the things he hears from Jesus to us. And so be ready to listen. Be ready to receive from Jesus the words he wants to say to you. So we talked, I think this is a version of prophecy, getting and receiving a word from the Lord. The prophecy we see in 1 Corinthians 14, that is more of a corporate prophecy that's for the edification of the body. But don't limit your time with the Lord as if it's just for you. He might put something in your spirit that is for someone else to receive. And so let's have open hands, open ears, open heart to receive from the Lord what he wants to bless us with, but potentially bless others with. Amen. Love you guys. Let's pray and uh, hope you have a good day. Lord, thank you for the fact that you speak. Lord, may we desire to hear you more than to hear this world. Help us to desire to be with you more than we're with this world. Lord, thank you that you are a God who intercedes, that interacts. And Jesus, help us to hear your voice through your spirit. Reveal the things in us that aren't of you. And Jesus, would you speak clearly that as you spoke the perfect words of ministry to your people, to your disciples, to, to Israel, when you ministered on earth, would you say the perfect words of ministry to us? And would we be able to hear and by faith receive it, um, Lord, for your glory and for our good? We love you. We pray this in Christ's name. Amen. Take care. Be blessed.